Am I allowed to start off by saying, the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be an hour and 15 minute episode. It might be. <laughs> Two hours, lots to talk about. Well, it's 3, 3.40, you got to be out of here what time? Quarter after five of the latest. Well, I don't think we're going to make... Yeah, this is the first 12-hour episode we're going to do. We just couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't stop. stop. There's couldn't so much talking So about. much. It's just... You want, you want to watch... You want to go buy the DVD, don't you? And every scene was so much different than the scene before. Absolutely. It's just lush with, with diversity. So, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's a bad film. Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we mistakenly thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and you've never seen a man like me before. And I'm joined by Raimi, a skeezy old guy in a bearskin who is oddly good with a bow and arrow. Hello, Farron. So what do you think of your? Yeah, it's an hour and 28 minutes of my life that I probably can't have back, but... Uh, <laughs> well, let's look at the vital statistics a, it, for this brilliant It surprisingly film. wasn't the worst, bad, thing ever? worst thing I've ever seen. Well, no, we, we, we did watch Rad yesterday. And we watched Commando prior to that. This is true. So, Yor, the hunter from the future, though everywhere else in the world it's just called the world of Yor or Yor's world, premiered on the 19th of August, 1983. It was directed by Antonio Margaretti, who anglicized his name as Anthony M. Dawson. Don't ask me why. Maybe he didn't want to admit he'd done the damn thing. It was written by... Juan Zanotto, Ray Collins, Robert Bailey, and Antonio. So this took a lot of effort to write. And it's starring Reb Brown, future multiple Academy Award winners, Kareem Clary, and John Steiner as the Overlord. <laughs> it was made on a budget of who the fuck knows and made $2.8 million. Lifetime. I don't think they're including the the, uh, the premiere Blu-ray release that came out. And no, I'm not kidding. There is actually a premiere Blu-ray release. Wow. But... It was nominated for several Golden Raspberry Awards. Uh, Worst New Star, Reb Brown. Worst Musical Score. And Worst Song, Yours World. Which is fucking bullshit. Because that song, like, it's amazing. I mean, I talked all about the, you know, the the, the glorious soundtrack for for Transformers the movie. But come on. And once you've heard Yours World by Discount Eurotrash Rock Band. How do you not just run out looking for that soundtrack? Yeah, I'm sure you can download it. Well, this you is, can off of YouTube. You could probably print it for me too, or you could probably dub it for me too, because I'm pretty sure this is how you go to sleep every night, is listening to your... <laughs> Absolutely, rocking out to, uh, <laughs> to your... Well, and don't forget the caveman heavy metal that we get next. That's right. <laughs> I 
That's pretty rocking. So I saw this movie, obviously not in theaters because my parents wouldn't have, I mean, I, I'm sure it didn't show anywhere in North America in theaters. I'm sure it was just a European thing. Um, though I imagine also showed in Argentina because it's based on an Argentinian comic book. At least that's my understanding. I probably saw this on Super Channel as a kid. It's one of these movies like it was on, sure. And I've probably seen it, you know, several times just because as a kid over the summer hanging around at home, not being an outdoorsy sort, I probably saw this a bunch of times just because it was on. And it sucked then. Uh, I, I'm happy to confirm that it, it still sucks. And, and 20 years from now, if I'm forced to watch it again and part of a hostage situation, it will it will continue to suck. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, probably. So obviously this is the first time I've watched it. And the last uh, first time that I ever heard of it. And most likely... Oh, I've been building up... I've been building this up in your head for, for months yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. the good coming. news is... yours coming. It was as good as I had anticipated it to be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is not one that I'm going to add to the DVD folder. Really? Yeah. I'm no. shocked. Me neither, actually. This is just a digital thing. I think I got it on YouTube. <laughs> right. So... But I mean, so, it was perfect that our version of it actually had like the track lines, like the scan lines from a bad VHS copy and the green shift on the right side of the and screen. And we had to close the window because the video was so good that as soon as the it went dark, dark you couldn't, couldn't see, see shit without, yeah, with any other light in the room. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what stands out for you in this glorious film we've just watched? Um, it's just simple. It's a yeah. simple caveman style you know, I I have not seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies. Really? Uh, from the start of whenever the first one was, probably. 68. Yeah, in the 60s to now. I've never seen one of them. Really? But when I see this movie, I think Planet of the Apes. I don't know why. I don't oh know why God, that yeah. relates. But to this kind of deserted, I don't know, I guess not deserted, but this yeah. kind of like desert island and yeah, not a whole. It's But it's simple. It's just a very simple movie. Look at me. Look at my rock axe. <laughs> Made a phone. And look clearly. at my muscles. Look at my muscles. Well, and, and hey, excuse me. The wig. On oh, the wig. The your wig. I think I'm going to start growing my hair out and see if I can do that. You probably could. <laughs> I, I think your wife might have something to say about that, though. The, well, but as long as you have the medallion. Right. But then she's got to worry about other women stealing you. Yeah. Every place I go. Every place you go. Women throwing themselves at me. Or being offered. Or being offered. Because that is our custom here. That's, yeah. That's a lot easier than having to date them. Just being given them by their parents. This is true. This is true. A little ickier, but... Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Handmaid's Tale, Republican wet dream sort of thing. But yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was it. It was it was simple. It wasn't... It was awful. Um, yes. But we watched it. Yeah. It, it seems to me it's like... It should have been about 30 minutes long. And I said, no, no, it's got to be 90 minutes to qualify as a feature film, so let's keep padding it out. So let's show them another village of primitives that can throw a woman at them. And then yet another village of, you know. Yeah, it was like the same thing three times, and then the island of the future or whatever. And, yeah. And then... Well, that's the funny thing. Is now what? If you aren't paying attention to the title, you know, the English title, Your Hunter from the Future, you'd think this was just about cavemen. Because it literally starts off, well, it almost starts off with a guy fighting a, an actual triceratops. Or, you know... 50 pounds of bad rubber and foam made to look like right. the triceratops. I mean, actually, look, if the, if the triceratops were left in a museum somewhere just sort of sitting there, it's a good model, but they tried to make it living and lifelike and knew it didn't work at all. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more curious what happens now. Like, Oh, you you want to see the sequel? Too, yeah. yeah I mean, too, well, I got some you can't bad, leave me hanging like this. I, I have some bad news for you. 
there was never a sequel. Well, we could call those seven people that wrote it and see if... So pretty much how this was written, I'm guessing, is that campfire game where everyone says one word and you make a story. <laughs> you go around and, you go around, and around and someone was recording well, it. Well, it is a comic book, so... Your it is. In, Ar- in, in, Ar- in Argentina. So you could, or you could probably find a... a uh, uh, you could probably find an English translation, but uh, I don't think I'd read this comic book at gunpoint. No. But yeah, it's... Uh, so should we go through this amazing film? Sure, because it starts off with this, 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 you know, this amazing music. Yours world. My fear is we're going to cover too much in this, and yeah, someone would be discouraged from watching it. We'll have to, we'll have to be careful. We don't want to let any spoilers yeah. go here. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah. So yeah, it starts off with with Reb Brown, who I guess he does the commentary. Because, I mean, he, this guy must recognize that that this was a bad film. Um, and he just, and I haven't heard the commentary, but it'd almost be worth buying the DVD just to listen to it. But sort of Yor, who's in like a loincloth with his foam stone axe, running up and down hills with Yor's world playing in the background. And man, can you tell they didn't see, they hadn't seen this film when they made the song. Like one of the lyrics is, he never sees the sun, he's always on the run. And what is he doing while they sing that? He's out in the, the sun, sun running. And <laughs> and it's just it's like five minutes it's like five minutes of this entire freaking song while the credits roll and you're running up and down. And at first I thought this was filmed at Vasquez Rocks. You know the, the rock formation you see in like half a dozen Star Trek episodes? Oh yeah, yeah. But it turns out this was filmed in Turkey. Mostly in Turkey and a little bit on an island in the Med, I think Cyprus. I think. Fair enough. It's sort of running along, and then he hears a growl, and he discovers a woman named Kala? Something. And some skeezy old guy with a bow and arrow named Pang uh, being attacked by a Triceratops. (laughs) And he jumps in and kills him badly. And I said, like we were saying, you know, John Wick, Matrix, whatever. The fight choreography in this is second to everything it, it it's so bad but he kills the triceratops and yeah gives his big primal scream yeah! and makes him drink the blood drink drink it it burns like fire the blood of your enemy makes you stronger drink and so naturally they take him back to his village and it turns out, I didn't know this. Now, you're married, so maybe you have a more insight into women than I do. But apparently, showing up out of nowhere with a wooden axe made of foam and killing a triceratops is enough to make women fall in love with you. Is this true, Remy? Well, it could be. That's not how I landed my wife. But if I would have known, it would have probably been a lot easier. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, yeah, so he ends up in this village, and right away he's a hero because he killed this Triceratops. And, and, and saved a babe. And saved a and babe. And the old guy with the Now the now. babe's his. and Because and that is the custom in our land. So they're having a party, and... and uh, Neanderthals show then up. Then they show Neanderthals coming out of the caves. And they capture them. Kill the entire village. Well, except... The, well, except, no, they keep the women. They keep the women. Oh, yeah, right. They take the women. Yeah, because that is our custom. Yeah. They are ours. They are theirs now. And then they... They try to throw your unconscious Yor off of a uh, cliff. Remember, they've taken his medallion. Yeah. He's got this cool silver medallion, which looks like they bought it for five bucks at a, at a street vendor 
probably was either going to go to your the your production staff or to Disco Stew. Disco Stew got hooked on the white stuff back in the 70s. Right. You know, one or the other, because that's pretty much what this is. This is Disco Stew's medallion. Well, and somebody from the village says, oh, I've seen that medallion before For on a yeah, woman yeah. in the desert. Yeah, so he's got a hint. But in the meantime, before he finds out where, the Neanderthals have attacked. They knock out your steal his, his Disco Stew medallion, and try to throw him off a ledge. Skeezy guy kills one of the two Neanderthals. The other one drops him. Or... Drops him off the ledge anyway, but he lives. His friend fell to his death, but your just gets up and walk. How, how far did he fall? 50 meters or so yeah, onto the rock? Not far enough. Not far enough. <laughs> when you're your. Yeah, so Pang goes and gets him and says, well, no, we must rescue Kala. And... Thank the God you're alive. And come, it's not safe to remain here. No. First, we must find Kala. Where is she? You lost her in battle. Kala now belongs to him. That is our law. No, Pang. I don't recognize your laws. That way. He says, it's not my way. And Pang goes, okay, that way. Like... Okay, I good guess. Good scene, yeah. Good, good scene. scene. There's some serious. Like we're at this point. How far are we into the film already? Like, what is this? Um, we're twelve minutes. Yeah, we're like twelve. That's how quickly the first eleven minutes. This is all in the first eleven minutes of the film. Eleven, twelve minutes of the film. So they sneak up on where the uh, the Neanderthal like people are with their their leader Khan. Not quite Khan from Star Trek. Khan! Right. But, you know, still close enough. Close enough. Just a little hairier. But that's one thing I did notice. All these guys are covered in beards. Everyone's hairy because they're cavemen. But these women all quite conveniently have found the time to sharpen rocks sharp enough to shave. Which is yeah, I noticed that. Know, yeah, and same with your, except like he is hairless. He is hairless, except it, well, all the, all that body hair that would normally be on a you know human male. It's all on his head. That's right. That glorious, yeah. glorious head of his hair. His locks. He loved oh. driving to work in that, in his convertible. <laughs> but yeah, between that, between <laughs> his lock. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a wig, but yeah. So this has got to be, I mean, and, and, we, and we're sort of breezing through this because it's all so stupid. Like, there's no depth here at all. No. But, you know, they're, they're sort of looking into this cave, because everyone lives in caves, because they're cavemen. And they're seeing, you know, the... Uh, uh, the, the the Neanderthals and they've got Kala and you know there's a distraction because Khan points to three of his people you 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 <laughs> now we fight him and the prize will be this woman here and your reward will be this woman and so while they're busy fighting you know fighting each other to the death and everyone else is cheering him on Yor and Pang show up and overhead they see a bat now I thought the bat in Monster Squad was a cheap piece of shit on a on a couple of ropes. <laughs> this thing I think was just a piece of wood shaped like a couple wings with a big fuzzy whatever in the middle. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the giant spider from Gilligan's Island? No. Here, big spider. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's 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 about one step down from the spider from Gilligan's Island. So they kill it with one arrow. And of course, like all creatures with wings, they go rigid when they die. Yeah, instantly. And he, and he fl- your flies the the dead giant bat in like a uh, like a glider, and we know it's a heroic scene because they blast the first two lines of Yours World. Yours world is the man. And he swings his foam axe a whole bunch of times and breaks a dam, drowning all the Neanderthals, and takes Kala with him. And now totally they're in love. They sleep together. And the next day, 
they go in search of the woman with the medallion, and they wind up in the desert. Is it right? Is it the yeah, desert? with the fire people. With the fire people who look like like low budget sand people from like yeah, from exactly from Star Wars. Right, yeah. um, they actually look like mummies. Remember, they're diseased, and he ca- he gets captured pretty quickly. And then they hear a yell from the cave. Bring him it? here! Bring him here! I want to. And- Bring him to me! And he just gives up and goes, okay. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a babe. I'll go. And he meets this blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan chick. And she's the same got medallion. the same the same disco stew medallion. And mysteriously, in the middle of this parched desert, there's a wall of ice behind which are stuck two other people who we never understand, though. They came to this place with this girl as a child, and they also have the disco stew medallions. But she's but she's revealed that although they revere her as a goddess, because the little bit of water that comes off this apparently perpetual ice wall, apropos of nothing, gives them the only water they have. So they don't want to let her go. So they worship her as a goddess, but she's trapped there. Right. But this is Yor. And he may not have his foam rock hammer. But he's got a flaming sword, which he takes out all of these desert people with. To, to free his... His, his, his kid, new love. His new love, yeah. Because now he's totally in love with Aryan Babe, with, with a Disco Stew medallion. And at what point does she get hit in the head? During the escape? No, the yeah, the the... Neanderthals come out and that's right. The, the girls, while that's right. The two surviving Neanderthals show up and they throw a rock at her head or something. After like that. they they play boom boom on the beach and then he leaves her and then the then Kala goes a, goes after her. And that's they, right. That's and right. She they, gets they, they, yeah, that's right. That they escape from they escape from the desert people into this like this watered valley, which apparently is within walking distance. The first time I've seen the sea. <laughs> well, no, this is before the sea. This is in the this is in the lake. Remember, they escape from the oh, desert right, yeah. into like a river valley, which apparently is really close to the fucking parched desert. Right. And then yeah, so then he bangs Aryan chick, and Kala gets angry. And- the meat is burning. It's your jealousy that's burning. Among our people, a man can have many wives. So why can't you have two? And attacks her. Get up. Only one of us can belong to him. You cannot understand. I understand that one of us must die. And then they, they, the, the, the two girls get attacked while yeah, they're they, trying. Yeah, by the Neanderthals, and, and, and Aryan chick gets hit in the head, so they bury her. So now Kala is his only woman again. And he keeps saying, you know, I am his, I am his woman. I belong to him. Yeah. Because that is the way it is done in our land. And then they're wandering along, and they hear more, you know, then they go to, that's right, then they go to the beach. They go to the, to the shore. And he has to yell at her, don't drink the water, it's salty. <laughs> From, like, it looks like half a kilometer away with the crashing beach. But she hears, okay. And then they hear more screaming, and this time it's a different type of it's like the water village or the sea village on the beach. Yeah, well, but first there's the no, don't, don't forget you're you're missing one of the two great fights of this place. Uh-oh. Come on, the uh, the other dinosaur. Oh right? right, because yeah, now they've escaped the desert people and they've buried Aryan chick, and now they're on the beach and they, and she's remember she's spear fishing, yeah. and they hear screaming from a bunch of children who are it turns out are being attacked by another. Uh, dinosaur, dinosaur, and this is the one with the big fin on its back. It looks like a lizard with a big fin. I can never remember what they're called because I'm not a five year old who remembers dinosaur, dinosaur names. names. <laughs> yeah, and so he rescued. And, and, and how do they kill him? Oh, right, the the arrow through the, the arrow, eye. Yeah, yeah, because that works. Yeah. And so they <laughs> one meet, shot, one shot. So they they rescue this new group of kids who takes them to their village by the beach. And the first thing the the, uh, the father of these kids says, Torita, what happened? This man saved our lives. I'm grateful. It was nothing. My name is 
Kai. Tarita and the little ones are my children. According to our custom, Tarita's life now belongs to you. She will be your mate. <laughs> so, and it's funny because Yor keeps going for the new girl. Like, first he's up for Kala, whatever her name is, and he's, he sleeps with her. Then he meets Aryan chick, and he sleeps with her. Now he's in love with her, but then she dies, so he goes back to Kala. And now he's offered this other girl, but this time he's, he, I guess he's decided, I'll stick with Kala. Well, because the ship's leaving, and she wants to stay with her people, because then they get attacked the next... Well, yeah, there's, yeah, well, the, well they, they, yeah, there, there's a party that night, yeah. and they talk about, you know, why are you guarding, why do you say you're guarding against the gods? Well, they came from the sky, and blah, 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 and they left behind something, and it's some piece of plastic. Now, did you know that the, the future shit was going to happen here? There'd be lasers and stuff like that? Did you know that no was No idea, no idea. So, no. when you saw... Like in the middle of this caveman civilization, where now we've seen the cave people in the woods, we've seen the, the desert cave people, and we've seen the, the, beach, cave the beach cave people. And in the midst of the beach cave people's cave is this piece of plastic, which looks like a bicycle reflector with an LED light on it. What did they, what did you think was happening? Oh, I no idea. I just remember, kept thinking about Lost, the TV series Lost, where <laughs> they're on this island and it's some futuristic island. But yeah, it's... I've never seen that awesome. show actually. Oh, but yeah, it was it was not good. Yeah, so it turns yeah, out okay. yeah, so they learn is that some member someone from a far off scary island that is always surrounded by storms showed up and was killed and left behind this thing and they don't want to touch it. But clearly picking it up, Yor has activated it because that night laser beams come out of nowhere and fry this village. <laughs> And the best part is Yor takes that box and someone's talking into it, mission accomplished or something. He's like, he's, damn talking box. box. <laughs> and he throws breaks it on the ground. Yeah. He's, he's Yor. <laughs> you know. Eagle took them one. The box speaks. Eagle took them one. Mission completed. Eagle took them one. This is why they've returned. Mission completed. Damn talking box. <laughs> and yeah, and, and then so the next morning... There's been no attack other than these laser beams. They're never yeah. sure where they come from. You know, shock troops don't show up to recover the body of their fallen comrade or this piece of technology. No, no, they just, for whatever shoot reason, at shoot at it with lasers. And they fry the village and most of the people in it. And Yor just takes one of the surviving boats, drops Pang and Kala into it. And off they go to the Island of Storms where they encounter <laughs> discount Darth Vader androids. Well, yeah, the storm blows up their... Blows. He gets blown overboard. Yes, but of course and, washes yeah. up on shore. Yeah, and looks like he's sleeping there for a few days. Perfectly dry perfectly dry, and yeah. his hair is just as quiffed as ever. And then Kala and creepy old dude Kang, 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 Kang end up yeah. on a different part of the beach. Yeah, so, and, and he gets yeah he gets picked up by the scary robots, one of whom he beheads. Right. And they look like, like the Cylons that were rejected by the production studio. Right. Though the laser sound is, like the laser sound they make is actually from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, but yeah. So. Yeah, so he gets dragged off to technology land. And they, they review that he is the son of rebels and was sent to the mainland to die. That's what his disco stew metal is. Right. And they show, you know, they show him. It turns out the disco stew metal is actually what records his his life. Life, yeah. Is the, you know, yeah. there's the one kernel right there, Amy, of like a good, what could have been like a good movie. <laughs> that No, seriously, like you banish someone ashore, you give them something to record their life, and then at some point you scoop them. And now you've got a record of what's going on in a place you can't see. Right. Like maybe somewhere in there there's a kernel of an idea. 
Unfortunately, instead, we got Yor, the Hunter from the Future. Farron's third favorite movie. Third favorite movie. I just, I, I cry when I see this. Now, look, man, I knew this movie sucked when I saw it, but it's, it's fun to go through a shite movie, especially because this movie has picked up some sort of cult status. Um, I'm not sure why. Yeah, cult. I'm not Every sure. Every person with long blonde hair loves this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Different kind of. Check out his looks, man. Oh, digging his looks. Not quite, not quite the cult I want to see. I don't want to know what cult considers this a classic. So he's dragged off to technology land. He showed his sort of his whole life as seen through his disco stew medallion, and, he's, and the person who's working with him, who is in this white futuristic whatever suit, and of course she's a blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan like the rest of his people, says, "You know, you are destined to be the leader of a rebellion." And this, of course, at this point we realize that this island is ruled by a guy who lives among looks like sewer pipes yeah and his name is overlord what do we know about overlord he has tin hands he has a tin hand well really just a shitty medieval gauntlet and he's got a black cloak and a shitty beard and he has a crystal ball he has a crystal ball and he has discount darth vader androids that's that's what we know about him and he explains that he wants your back because he wants the perfect genetics create a new race of robots. Of robots. Well, of androids. Or I, I, androids. I, I, yeah, at that point, I was looking for sharp objects to stab he, myself with. He didn't with. sound like he was super excited to be around people. And yeah. in the meantime, Pang and Kala have been rescued, rescued by, by the rebels. <laughs> the rebels, that's right. And they wind up back together. But at some point, Kala gets captured. And apparently, she is a genetically pure human as well. Despite the fact that oh, she right. comes from the irradiated uh, mainland. Because we discover here that, in fact, this is the future. Despite the fact there are dinosaurs, this is the far future after a nuclear holocaust. And somehow, Kala doesn't have three eyes. And, you know, cancer all over. But right. she's genetically pure. Um, so that's the way radiation works. And so they're going to make your and Kala mate into a more submissive couple. But like I said... I don't know, man. He tells them that, and next thing you know, they're just lying there on that operating table. Head they to seem, head. Head to head. They seem pretty submissive already. I'm not sure how much more submissive you want them to be. <laughs> but uh, as you point out, that's not how babies are made. You don't lie on a table head to head. Uh, maybe you do in the future. I don't know. Could it's, be, yeah. yeah it's, I prefer the old-fashioned way. I'm Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm weird that way. So, yeah. <laughs> so you got to be more so careful they, uh, when you wind up with kids. So then they get rescued by the rebels. And then there's this kick-ass John Wick-level gunfight with lasers that's right never have i seen choreography that good in my life i'm just happy they use green and red lasers because i would have had a hard time following good who guys the good guys are the bad guys. guys despite the fact they're all using the bad guys lasers right yeah <laughs> and we discover that the leader of the rebels who of course is is old and blind and therefore wise <laughs> he has decided to overload the reactor so that his people and, and you know in the meantime his people will you know the, the good guys the rebels will escape with Yor and Pang and Kala, and they will fly off to repopulate the new world or, or the you know the mainland or whatever. We don't know because there's no Yor too. Yeah, but there is that. But we do know that skeezy old Pang is a hell of an acrobat because at one point they go to remember <laughs> to down. Yeah, they they go, remember he has to go across this open pit like to, to swing to this across this open pit to a control box which will like overload the. Uh, what do you call it? The, the uh, nuclear reactor. The nuclear reactor. And so he uses one of these power cords, you know, where it's like the, the start and stop button on the, the end of a long cord you see in industrial areas. Conveniently, this one allows him to swing across this, like, 30-meter chasm. And it's not hung from the middle of the chasm. It's hung from the side from the he's side. on and gets him all the way across at the same level. Yeah. So he goes, he swings across, and he activates it. because he's. But unfortunately, yours is not that bright, as we've learned, despite the fact that 
he keeps moving from village to village and picking up babes, the hot babe in every village. He's not that bright. I'm not sure what they see in him because he lets the swingy thing go. And he realizes, no, shit, stuck. he kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> so Pang takes another one because apparently there's two of these exact same power cords. But Pang, kick-ass, ancient skeezy guy that he is, grips it with his feet, swings across, <laughs> and in something out of Cirque Soleil, grabs hold of yours arms and swings back, and then goes back again, and, and then, then swings back and, and, and lands. Like, Cirque du Soleil must have, you know, the guy who created Cirque du Soleil must have been watching this movie and said, I need that guy. We, I need that. We can do this. We can make this like a Vegas thing. But how Let's do we create, keep his wig on? But how do we keep, yeah. So, so, I, so, so we, now we know the, uh, we know the start of uh, Cirque du Soleil is this movie. And of course, Overlord gets skewered by a big wooden stake. So now we know where the guys who wrote Commando got the idea of how to finish off Bennett. Yeah, same it's, way, pretty much. Absolutely. He so, didn't throw it at him, though. Yeah, well, he drives it into him, yeah. Th- through a metal grate. You're right. Through a metal, like one of those metal mesh walls. He, so that's 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 some impressive strength there. And then they like there's more laser battles, and they fly off. Like, this movie, which we summarized for you in, like, 25 minutes, that's the movie. Like, there's nothing there. Nothing there. That it's, is it, literally it. It's, it. The same, it's the same scene three times, and then the future shit. Yeah, the three villages and then the future island and then done. And it's funny because like I get it, it's the eighties and this is low budget and there are plenty of Dude. <laughs> Raimi has lost his mind watching the movie and is tearing apart my house as we cannot move in Baron's room. <laughs> it's my nerd cave, don't touch anything. I'm like a bear in a china shop. <laughs> more interesting than this movie but you know the funny thing about movies like this is that like they're clearly they're being they were b-movies when they came out no one had any illusions that this was some great film but you ever there was a movie with i want to say bridget bardot but that's not it jane fonda i think it was called it was like 65 million bc which was like a caveman movie there's been like there's movies like this where like fuck it let's just throw something out there like obviously we've reviewed a lot of great movies you know um raiders the lost ark the first movie we did was a great film Top Gun, which we have to re-record because reasons. Great film. Commando, as bad as it was, is not a low-quality film. It's just a badly written film. Right. And you know, well, it's a bad film, but it's bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not it's not horrific. Right. You know, uh, Legend. We did we did uh, which is a great film. Uh, Princess Bride, which I didn't like, but everyone else in the world seems to. Or uh, The Monster Squad. You know, they're made with a sense of quality. Or Poltergeist or The Burbs or Karate Kid 1 and 2 or Red Dawn or Transformers of the Movie, which I did. Or Rad. Or even Rad is made with more thought than this. Thought yeah. because there's an attempt at characterization. They're, 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 they're going after a certain audience, whereas this? Is it just a C? It's, it's, a, it's not a B movie. It's a C movie. It's, fuck it, let's just do, so, let's put something on the screen. Yeah, throw people, mud against the wall, it'll stick in some yeah. places. Yeah. I mean, this is based off a comic. And for all I know, this is a super popular comic that people in Argentina just think rocks. And maybe it's a good comic. There are plenty of good comic books out there that didn't quite make it onto screen as expected. Jesus, go watch the, the made-for-cable or the made-for-TV Captain America movie or the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, which was made purely to hold on to the license. You can YouTube that, by the way. That's a real winner. Three guys in pajamas and the guy dressed as the thing. It's pretty <laughs> freaking awesome. There are some bad comic book movies out there. Truly. Even what was that one? Sucker Punch. Made to look like a comic book movie. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is just, you know, that's a bad film. But there's always an attempt at quality. This looks like they had 10 extras 
20 bucks for costumes. One, one hectare of land. One hectare of land, because we could see, like, oh, they've seen, they filmed that there 30 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes of this film ago. I don't know where they filmed the nuclear reactor stuff. Clearly not in a nuclear reactor. I'm not familiar with nuclear reactors that have stone arches, uh, even in Europe, where yeah. they're a little more artistic <laughs> than we are in architecture. So they had, like, two locations, and, like, this film was made, like, it made two, 2.4 million bucks. I guarantee you they made a profit on this film. <laughs> yeah. They could have made two dollars and made a profit on this film. Yeah, it was. You know, the good thing was, is this is the third movie we've watched this weekend. Yeah, and there wasn't one advertisement in it. This is true. There's there was, no sponsorship. No money sponsorship from Coca Cola or Marvel or Seven Eleven. Yeah. Hey, three hot dogs for a dollar. Um, <laughs> but there were dinosaurs and and disco stew medallions and. Um, and Dino and uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park was a step forward in the dinosaur making land. <laughs> yeah, it was a few steps forward. <clears throat> that's that's true. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just oh god. But movies like this, like like I said, like I was I was saying, listening to movies we did, and they're all you know they're mostly good films, and there are some great films that someday we'll do, like you know someday we'll do a you know we'll do Amadeus, which was a huge Academy Award winner. That's the one you know, about the yeah. Mozart. Explorers, which we had talked about doing, there's a good one. Even Predator One and Two, which I'm going to do with Adam, those are good films. But not all films. Like the thing with the '80s is that you know it's the whole rose-colored glasses things. For some reason, like you ever see? Have you seen Ready Player One? Uh, no. Okay, it's it just a, just came out, or is yeah, it? it was based on a novel. Heather says she loved the novel. The movie, which I saw, is awful, and it's all about '80s nostalgia. It's about it's it's about a guy who has '80s nostalgia. Like he's sort of, his head is stuck in the 80s and now they're trying to pick apart his life to figure out the clues to a mystery he's presented. And they had Spielberg direct it because, of course, who else? Right. I mean, he is, he is the 1980s between what he directed and what he produced and what he just worked on. The problem is the movie's very empty. It's all about the sort of empty 80s nostalgia. And I think a lot of people look back at the 80s and they're very nostalgic about many of the cool things like cool cartoons and, and shit like that. Like we're looking back on our childhood in a way I think that our parents didn't look back on their childhood. Yeah, fair enough. But then we remember not everything was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, not yeah. everything had great, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in Transformers movie talking about how much I love the soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. Good, you know, uh, you know, uh, Superman two great soundtrack. This does not have a good soundtrack. No. This does not have good action. This does not have a good story. This does not have good production values. This is the thing that nostalgia. You know, you, you we talk about the army. You don't remember the shit you went through. You just remember the fun stuff you did. That's like right, yeah. in basic training, if you remember the bad stuff, it's with a laugh. Someone once told me you do you do nine bad things so you can do one really cool thing that makes it work it worth it, and then you forget about the nine bad things. That's how nostalgia works. You remember all the awesome parts of the eighties, but you don't remember your yeah or, or, or rad. But well, and I may not remember your tomorrow, an hour from now. Or I'm going to get a call from Keitha, who's going to say, you son of a bitch, he's locked up Got in a padded on. room screaming screaming the lyrics from some song called Yours World. What the <laughs> hell did you do to him? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so this is nostalgia gone wrong, but there it is. So Yeah, the, fu- the funny thing about this is, uh, I don't know if it ever held up. So we can ask it, did it hold up? I don't Fuck know that no. it ever did. It held up, I, I, yeah. like It, it is, is just as good now as the day it hit theaters. That's true. And for the record, Farron 
is the one that brought this one forward. This yes. was his. This was one he thought was yeah. cool. Oh, but no, but I knew this was bad. I, I I was bringing forth the sacrificial lamb. So we could go on forever about this wicked awesome film, but I think instead we should watch it again. What do you think? Sure, you start. I'm just gonna run out to my car real quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I'm well, not back in five okay, minutes. Okay. So guys, watching. we're gonna go now. And uh, what are you doing with your keys there? Hey, yeah. Ramy, wait, what? <laughs>